Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese meditation bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the wisest counsel and most fascinating people in the business community from all around our terrestrial orb. I am. Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And it is autumn, my friend. Time to emulate the trees and add some festive flamboyant color to the words that flow trippingly from your tongue in your daily speech. It's really a rather simple, very universal desire. When you talk, you want people to listen. In fact, you want them to do more than listen. You want them to savor your words like fine whiskey salivating for your next sentence and from your precious pearls of speech to judge you as a person of great interest. (laughs) Yes, you want it. I, I want it. We all do. Fine. So my next question to you is, what uh, what do you doing and how hard are you laboring to make this desire come true? It's as sure as tax evasion. If you want folks to cherish your words like a shadow defeat Rothschild 64, um, and all you ever serve them is bland brook water, well, it just ain't going to work. Your friends have better taste. So this day, I'm going to invite the ambitious among you to seize a new advantage. While the rest of the folks out there are moiling along in their overtecked, earbud-numbed culture, thinking that screens filled with data hold some sort of magic answer, you and I are going to journey into the enriched realm that will give you a lot more power and one oligarch super yacht full of much more fun. Of And, of well... Of course, you really already know this, don't you? You know that words hold power, a power that to get you promoted, to get you accepted, like uh, get you married to the that beloved whom you absolutely crave. And well-spoken words are even going to get you money. And even more important, they will make you envied. <laughs> so, with no more blitherment from your host... <clears throat> Let's let's turn to a few techniques, uh, ways of thinking, and some practices that can help move your personal speech out of the bland Brookwater barrel and take you a little closer to that cut glass decanter of fine sipping whiskey. And let's see, let's put the most important first. The the before you think, I'm sorry, before you speak, pause. Think before you spew. Most of us, most times, grab the first words that come out of our head, and sometimes you have to. Uh, get them out quickly. But first, I, I invite you to think. Just pause a bit. The sky won't fall if you don't answer instantly. Rem- and the first thing you want to remember is your audience. So, oh, by the way, did I remind you to remember your audience? Yeah, I thought so. I Maybe I should say it twice because it's important. Uh, now, we're not running a speech class here, so uh, we're, we're riding toward color, not persuasion. But th- do think about the person in front of you <clears throat> and consider what hits home with this guy or with this group. And secondly, take pause. Grab at that first brilliant idea that's surging out of your fertile brain and just about to burst over your lips and clutch it. Perhaps reshape just a word or two to make it more potent. So 
instead of saying, you know, team, what we really need is more public transparency, put that thought into something a little concrete and say, gang, we've done a great job of building walls, but now I think it's time to, that we need some windows for our clients to press their noses against. Okay, what have you just done here? You have created an image, something your listeners will hold in their minds and remember. And it doesn't mean they'll agree with you or not, but at least they'll. you've made your mark with what you want to say. And that's going to make all the difference. Now, uh, and it, it can be done with a word or two. At the end of today's shows, you are going to hear my parting shot. That's a little jovial bit of wisecracked wisdom. And before I, uh, right after I dreamt it up, and before I tried it on my wife, I changed one word, and that made all all the difference. So, as you are listening, when we come to the end of the show, if you know what that one word I altered was, uh, you let me know. Send it. Send the name of the show, the title of the show, and say one. The one word changed to bartsbooks.com. No, I'm sorry. Info. I n f o at bartsbooks.com. Send it right off, and I will send you, if you are correct, any book from the bartsbooks.com website that you would like for free. There you go. Can't do no better than that. So, number two, uh, as it strikes me, because we're kind of on the topic of this, let's let's think about creating images. And my image, what I'm talking about, is it's basically a word picture uh, that uh, often as not, you can do it with a single well-placed adjective. For instance, uh, one of my favorites is, uh, comes from singer-songwriter uh, Gordon Lightfoot. He used the phrase in one of, uh, to open a song with that goes, In a lunch pail town where the mill shut down, come see what chivalry means. Now you know... Everyone out there knows what a lunch pail town is. You've got this picture of it in your head of people carrying pails of lunch off to the workplace. You you know that better than you know a, a photo. So the question is, how do you build an image? How do you come up with something like that? Well, first, quite frankly, Scarlett, is practice. Uh, but what I've found works for me is I... I search for one feature of the situation that sets the scene apart. For instance, um, if we're talking about gathering, so so let's say it was a savant sipping and cheek kissing party, <laughs> or or I might say it was a mutually preening group of networkers, or or even it was an ambition drenched clutch of coworkers. <laughs> You get the idea. What I've done is I took one stereotyped aspect of each event or group, and I inserted that that, as, that stereotyped aspect and gave you a feeling instead of a flat picture, ambition-drenched, preening, semi-all-sipping. And that will do it. And that and think of how that is how you hear that yourself. Well, pass that kind of power on to those around you. And while we're at that, while we're thinking about that, I invite you all, when you're crafting words that that you think you'd like to say, just just in your head, try to be specific in your choice of description. Now, in the last sentence, you noticed I didn't say uh, uh, a wine-sipping party. Uh, 
I went with the alliterative and the fancier vintage Savignon. It was a Savignon sitting party. And that, uh, it brings it home a little more powerfully. You do away with the common. Instead of red, make it scarlet or vermilion. She's dressed in scarlet. Just listen to the sound of that word. The shape on your lips when you say it. Isn't it fabulous? I love it. So instead of saying, for instance, that layout has the appeal of a bug bite. Okay, we get the fact you don't like it. But let's get a little more gorily specific on that. That layout has the charm of a blood gorge tick. <laughs> now, just a tip here. Uh, what have we done? You've, take, you've taken this uh, from bug, you've gone the generic bug, you've gone to the single item tick, which has its own connotation that is t markedly unlovely. And uh, so that's something to think of and in all, in all your phrasing, you know, whether, you're, whether you're writing or, or uh, speaking out loud. And, and just a tip here, do me a favor. Don't try to be odd or uh, always or stretch your impressive vocabulary. Go with words that people relate to most of the time. Uh, then on occasion, you can toss in your touch of erudition. And you can say something like, well, that was a Sisyphusian effort. And uh, and that's okay if you sort of send people running to the dictionary every once in a while. But and also as a little hit on that, just make darn sure you have the correct and colorful tale uh, about exactly who Sisyphus was in Greek mythology. It's a, it's a great term to use, but it's uh, if you've got a nice story to go with it, better for you. And uh, it's something that you can... Uh, you can feed in at the right, right place at the right time. Oh, my. If you've just joined us, you are listening to The Art of the CEO, which with alarming frequency streams magically across the mysterious miasmas of musk-free cyberspace, where you may listen to this and all our uh, episodes and download them by visiting theartoftheceo.com. That's theartoftheceo.com. We're on several stations around, but to hear this and all our other episodes, go to theartoftheceo.com. I thank you. Um, moving on to other colorful word uh, ideas and checks. This is sort of a little fun game I thought of. Uh, I do this, and, and you start it. Sometimes I sit around with friends and do it, but it's something that you can use, feed into your own speech all the time. Treat yourself to others by creating some clever occupational titles or definitions of titles. For instance, uh, a marketer can be a fantasizer of dubious statistics, <laughs> or an attorney can be a pothole in the dealmaker's road. <laughs> a lot of my M&A people love that one. Or a, a CFO, chief financial officer, can be our, our CEO's chief reality tether. Heaven knows there's enough CEO dreams that need a little uh, fiscal latch to say, what, what in heaven's name did you have in mind? Anyway, the uh, director of protocol is what I call the master of nigglement, and a tax accountant is the chief of corporate fiction. And my most favorite of all, with thanks to the inimitable, fabulous Janet Ivanovich, uh, great author, a, a lady of the evening gains new professional status as, wait for it, an erectile engineer. <laughs> okay. All righty. Now, in, in each case, what you're doing is you're taking one insightfully, 
perhaps humorous aspect of the job in t- uh, that's entailed in it, and you're showing a little insight. These these fun trials titles, well, they, they're everywhere around, and uh, it, it's, it's a great way to, uh, to joke with folks. But just with one little hint here, don't, don't be nasty. To say that a copywriter is an illiterate who can't make it as a real writer, uh, that's just mean-spirited, and blurting it out is, is really only going to lower your stock in everyone's eyes. Um, and you're, you're above that sort of thing. So uh, try to find up some fun, fun cases that have uh, a, little, a little jovial and a little joy in them. And then getting right down to just uh, sort of, this is, this is sort of a little study practice for you right here. I think to colorize your speech, to give it some power, try to come, uh, come up with words that have a, a list of words, of, of what I call a list of power words, that have more meaning and force than the normal generic word. So if, if you're a music conductor, instead of saying, please sing louder uh, or give me more, uh, how about, I need more meat on that phrase. You see what you're doing? You're, you're, again, you're pinning it to a concrete, but you're also making uh, a bit of a thought as to how to put it together. And instead of... Um, someone has come up with this marvelous new uh, mission statement or uh, for the for your team instead of saying gee that's too complex uh, say John we need a message that's brick simple brick simple hear the sound of that word hitting the pavement and in so uh, come up again with power words such as instead of taste try savor devour ravage rip and swallow tooth and claw anyway i'm getting going a little bit off the back here but uh get the idea that, that you want to you want to feel the power of, of crave thrust seize snare competitors as gladiator meat and customers as grapple to our sides with hoops of steels and here i go getting carried away again but but so should you uh just review your own speech and think, pause, and see where you might, some words and, and adjectives that have a little more power to them and, and that also have some fun. Again, as I keep saying, these are your words. This is your language. Have fun with it. Uh, yes, you're trying to get your meaning across. Yes, that's important. But if you have fun with it, you will be surprised how contagious that is. People will jump on with you. If you're playing with language, not in an, oh, look at me, I'm, I am so, so sophisticated, but rather that, uh, hey, ain't this beautiful? That is the sort of thing that people will want to hook on to. And that will give your, your speech uh, the, the envy we all hope for. <laughs> it'll, give it, it'll give it some effectiveness. And uh, now once we're, you've got some words together, uh, now let's try something that's going to take a little, a, a little more, uh, the, well, it's the next step up. How about that we call them? And these are analogies. And once you've slammed several power words into your kit, you get, get this, this nice collection of these uh, analogies, these interesting comparison phrases that are going to give you a sort of a stick in a listener's mind definition. Uh, my, 
<laughs> Very sharp friend, uh, Harvey Sachs. When he spots uh, either a thing or an idea that has absolutely no value, thank you very much, um, he will he will look at it and say, that's as useless as tits on a boar, and with a beautiful Georgian accent. Uh, and I love it. And... Uh, now th- and think of a few for yourself. I, I, um, I, that man has the charm of an untipped waiter, or she's as friendly as my last IRS auditor, <laughs> or when somebody is sort of half baking an idea. One of my favorites is uh, is saying, "That's a bit like playing." <laughs> try that again. Uh, that's a bit like praying to win the lottery when you're too cheap to buy a ticket, and each of these has a situation that evokes a common feeling. And so we all uh, know what an untipped waiter is like, or what, and we can imagine, if you haven't had it, an IRS audit. And I think that this is something that you can use uh, to not just sound clever to drive your idea home, but to, to grapple folks to you in a common feeling. And that is very important once you get people on your side, following your thought with their own imagination. That's the blend that you're looking for. Oh, all right now. Let's uh, break a bit from this avalanche of tips and tibbling verbiage all aimed at igniting your spoken words. And we're going to continue with more of this dubious advice right after you and I take a brief uh, sorbet, call it, from today's Feast of Wisdom. And and we are going, I'm going to offer you now a few utensils for today's feast. But I inveigle you, invite you, persuade you, allow me to seduce you to stick with us because once we've wolfed down the sorbet, we are going to plunge right into the wonderful world of colorful insults. (laughs) You don't want to miss that. So, uh, but back onto schedule. As our first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you ratchet on some real wings to your dream adventure by writing down a set of practical tasks and stepping stones to bring this expedition within your grasp? Or will you continue to lay only bricks of wish and fantasy that lead to a future of regret? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. As a second utensil, I sense you yearning to to steep your lips into a little laughter and taste a scriptural recitation from the source book of business humor in the words of my wife's husband. So let me let me sort of wander through the pages here. Yes, uh, diversity. No, no, no. How about this? <clears throat> this one I love. If you believe you have no flaws, get a spouse. If you believe you have no value, get a pet. And if you believe you have no free will, oh, don't worry. Some cult leader is, will come out from the woodwork and find you. <laughs> and um, so I think that uh, is an afterthought to that little quip. I, I just think that when you're uh, on your way to getting a pet, just make sure he has teeth sharp enough to bite the cult leader who is seeking to seduce your soul. That'll fix him. <laughs> At any rate, 
If you smirked a little bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit BartsBooks.com, pick up your copy of the 101 or the 102 Best Business Quiz books or our own humorous uh, <clears throat> humor resource in the words of my wife's husband. And you can ripple a smile across your face uh, by after reading, making your coworkers always wonder what in heaven's name you are up to, my friend. <laughs> and as a third utensil, we sumptuously spoon to you this week's business quotation quiz. That is, do you know who said, when it comes to protection, I have no use for bodyguards, but I do have a very specific use for two highly trained certified public accountants. (laughs) And as a hint to the author, this legendary rock star was both adored and highly criticized for the way he shook his pelvis when he sang, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. Yes, you guessed it. Who else could this quote's author be other than the rocker of all ages, Mr. Elvis Presley? And uh, yes, he could have, poor boy could have used those certified public accountants, but uh, this is another story for another show. And if you have a quip or quote, by the way, that you'd like to share, simply write that quip or quote down as you uh, as you desire to have it set on the air, and you just email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if your sage thoughts are selected, your knowledge will earn you a mind, soul, and career-igniting gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And we will continue uh, our joyfully uh, and efficiently transforming your word power uh, program right after I introduce to you the company by whose good graces we're here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, who invites you to take good scrutiny at uh, their classic volume, Behind Every Successful Woman is Herself. Now, this absolute gem of a guide embraces the thoughts of leading businesswomen and provides the techniques and disciplines and those all-important attitudes for those ladies who want their career and their ventures to soar meteorically. You learn from these women's own stories how the best and brightest have cleverly dealt with both challenges and the many advantages of being every inch a lady in today's confusing business milieu. And most of all, it will set you on the road to defining your own unique self in every environment. You will shift from passenger to pioneering engineer. Now, by the way, did you know today that women now make up the majority of America's workforce and the talent hunt for the very best, regardless of gender, is going on amazingly and opening doors for you. So why not grab the guide that has helped so many women rise in their careers? It makes an ideal gift for the graduate who's on her way into the business community and for anyone who needs a little uplift. You may pick up your copy at the BartsBooks.com bookstore. So right after this show is finished, race dramatically with all the agility of a of a loose cornstalk to BartsBooks.com. That's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com and pick up your copy uh, of Behind Every Successful Woman is Herself. Carpe diem, my friend. You are indeed worth it. And now, with utensils in hand, let us return to more flamboyant editions to help your colorful thoughts find colorful expressions from your agile tongue. And 
as promised, we are moving into the wonderful world of insults. Uh, payback, as you all know, before an appreciative audience is the best revenge. So remember now, the goal of a really great insult is to simultaneously topple your opponent and to raise your witty self in the esteem of all who hear you. And this means, my friend, profanity is out, truly. Profane, taboo words only show you as angry and markedly uncreative. Uh, so it's not going to do you any good. It just Your naked anger is like naked ambition, two of the ugliest things seen in all business. So when some pompous ass tries to put you down, you you might, instead of swearing, try, how about this? I must truly admire your hauteur, Margaret. I, have only, I only wish I could love my wife as dearly as you seem to love yourself. Or, <laughs> oh, that's one I've used to great effect, I might add. Uh, but if Margaret uh, is, isn't there, you can, of course, reverse the insult. And to be fair, Margaret is one of the most justifiably modest people this company has ever, if you will forgive the term, employed. <laughs> and uh, so Margaret gets hauled down a peg. In each case, the insult starts off innocently enough and carries the audience right through to that walloping punchline. You catch, you catch them, you follow them, and boom, it's great. Now, here we are moving on to the bully, and uh, the bullies are among the most loathsome creatures uh, who try to make up for their own weakness by pulling others down, and uh, I have as much use for them as I have for for media that tries to preach hate. So your best bet here is to not only insult the bozo, the, the, bo the bullying bozo, but at the same time, to dismiss him and convince him that further threats will be useless. And this is one I've actually used, uh, not to this name, but I said, you know, Ralph, bullying's a lot like a washing machine. It only works if you push the right buttons. And frankly, Ralph, you aren't even groping anywhere near the on switch. So what you've done here is everyone... Uh, who hears you knows that Ralph is going to have to go a lot farther to get your attention, let alone your goat. And now that you're calling out Ralph on this atrocious behavior, and you've done that, at the same time you're noting that his best efforts are ineffective uh, on someone as strong as you. And at meetings, uh, this is uh, you may want to criticize a report uh, with an assaulting an insulting assessment. Uh, without necessarily uh, citing the author, for instance, um, if I if I I, I want to say something about a report that's just come in, um, I must I must say this report has a way of slathering banal jargon in a way that would make every non-creative author green with envy. Uh, or uh, another favorite that uh, I, I've always enjoyed was. Uh, here is written proof that jargon is the mar marketing manager's cliche. Uh, they're both uh, they lead to they lead with an insult, but they're it's it's more generic. Uh, or if the author is in the room, and you may make your assessment more of a, a, a gentle nudge, you know, than a barb uh, or a baseball bat. Uh, I don't, you see, I should have said, uh, you you caught me. Um, it's more of a gentle nudge, I think I said, uh, than a barb. 
or a Louisville slugger. A little more specific, a little more power of the words. Anyway, um, now that I'm finished upbraiding myself and sending you all off into saying, what the heck is this idiot talking about? Um, we'll go on. How about if Dave, if the guy is in the room, you can say, I don't know, Dave, do you think you've pushed down a little too hard on the jargon pedal when you were forging this report? And notice how the word forging adds a tad of color and imagery to the phrase. But that's sort of a gentle way. Not all insults have to be rip and tear, tooth and claw destroyers. They can be gentle like this. And of course, there's always the uh, what I call the one adjective twist of insult, a twist of phrase insults. These are uh, this is this is something that uh, you can come up with, and you you just give that one word that makes people sort of. Oh, perk up and pay attention. Uh, For instance, that's one of the absolute best nearly original pieces of work I've ever heard come out of your department. (laughs) Nearly original, yes, yes. Or, Ed, in a forest of oaks, you have just demonstrated a truly sapling size intellect. And um, that one's a little little rougher, but it's, uh, it's great. I love it. And that's, or one, one more for the road. Um, that's the kind of program that's guaranteed to generate an astounding customer appeal. I, I mean, appeal. At least I think that's what I meant. <laughs> that way, you can you, you can twist the word and substitute another and come back with it. Um, and now, the trick in all these insults is to spice them stingingly, like Tabasco, not like cake frosting. Too many barbs, no matter how clever you are, are going to. Well, they're going to brand you with a reputation of a curmudgeon or a negativizer, and people are going to stop listening to the real meat of your speech. So what is the solution here? You've got all these marvelous insults. You've got all these great things you want to say. Well, this is to uh, the next section. The next section of colorful speech, uh, employ, well, do a Rodney Dangerfield, uh, as I call it. Turn the insult back on yourself. Um, for instance, like uh, these, these are some of the ones I've used. Uh, um, when I have a, when I have what I think is so clever, and I have, just have to say it, but I, I don't want to slam it into somebody else. I say, yes, I used to sit under the sign that said "slow children," <laughs> or you know, my board insists on paying me only what I'm worth, and, and no one can live on that. It's just unfair, and. Or, my latest book just received a great review on Amazon. Unfortunately, it was from the Scott Paper Recycling Company. And so it goes. The the great comedian, Rodney Dangerfield, gained great and very justifiably deserved fame for punching laugh lines and admitting that I don't get no respect. And if you've got that strong sense of self-esteem for yourself uh, and a strong smile, try it. It works, and it's fun. It's a great avenue, really, for some of your most creative lines. And finally, uh, one more thing. I just allow me to add that a little plagiarizing never, ever hurts. That is, get, get. Uh, I like Bartlett's quotations. There are dozens of them. Uh, uh, but stock up on the collection of quips, that 
one-line jokes and quotes. Now, now when it comes to humor, remember, we're talking about enriching, adding color to your speech here, not how to make a grand speech. So in, in, instead of leading into folks off some wild tangent, you know, it starts out with, you know, a, a, a rabbi in a Zoroastrian walk into a bar and ends up with, and then the nun says to the taxi driver, fifty dollars, same price as in town. No, 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 no. That's that's fine for that the for when you're at the bar and, and you've got all the time in the world. But when you're speaking to friends on a topic about something, just one or two liners that can be slipped in uh, to the topic at hand. Uh, some of my favorites, uh, I, I'm just going to give you a couple, but you have your own. And just think about things, how they can, how the, these phrases could be worked into several situations. Well, the rich get richer, but the informed buy them out. Or, my boss is a great multitasker. He just booked his entire vacation while giving me my annual performance review. <laughs> or, uh, when you're serving lunch to someone, say, "This is National Taxidermy Week. Stuff yourself." It's they're fun. They're they're clever little humorous lines. Those happen to be ones that I've made up, but you you can come up with something just in just as clever. I guarantee it. And if if you think a little bit, and a little a tip right here, when you get one in your mind, say it out loud a couple of times. That'll help you. You can work over craft the words a little better and also to see if and when it's appropriate too. And now when it comes to quotes, there is, uh, it's good to always have a stock at hand that is, it's just plain fun. And uh, I mean, but try to get quotes that again, fit in anywhere. As Mae West said, too much of a good thing is marvelous. <laughs> I love it. And and think of all the places where you could use that. Uh, or uh, in the words of, I'm going to make you guess on this one. I, I, if you, you get to write this one into me. I'm, it's a, one of my favorite uh, curmudgeonly authors. Says, uh, the real value of money is that we live in a world in which it is overestimated. And that will that will fit into a lot of business situations, or uh, another another gem that I've always enjoyed that uh, that works very oftenly. Few men can endure success. Another man's, I mean, said Mark Twain. I also like what he's uh, what he said is that thunder is great, thunder is impressive, but it's lightning what does the work. And boy, that comes in at meetings. Or the other thing you can do is you can copy a phrase. Thomas Hobbes, a great philosopher, um, with whom I take issue and agree with back and forth in my life, uh, said, life in the wild is nasty, brutish, and short. Just grab the last three words of that. As, nasty, brutish, and short. Listen to the power as they thump down around you. And you can use those words in, uh, to sum up all kinds of situations. Now, I, I could just go on chatting for hours about colorful speech. In fact, I intend to do just that. But, but wait a minute, hold on. My chaperone, Carol, has just yanked the leash on me and sitting in the booth has, has just informed me that I finished quite a while ago. Why don't I stop? And so I think she's, uh, she always has a wisdom <clears throat> that uh, my wife's husband lacks. So I am going to, at this point, uh, let you go uh, with, with what you've got. And I wish you all have fun with the language. After all, they're your words. Make them fun. Have a good time. And today, as we round out 
our today uh, our show. I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's parting shot. <clears throat> In the words of my wife's husband, don't you always wonder why every evening news show leads in with some repulsive crime story? I think it's because the producers want their advertisers to mere, feel more professionally at home. <laughs> and to you, gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO show as much as I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember, you may download this and all our shows by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And finally, to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege, and I thank you. <laughs>